This is AWLS, Podcasts on Wilderness Medicine, from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Hi, this is Richard Ingebretson from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Thank you for listening to our AWS uh, podcast today. And you can always go to uh, www.wildmedu.org to learn more about our program and how to study and uh, certify in uh, wilderness medicine. Today we're going to talk about the King of Peaks, King's Peak in Utah. This mountain uh, is not the uh, highest mountain in the United States, uh, by a long shot, uh, and it doesn't reach the colossal summits of like Alaska's Denali or anything in the Himalaya or the Andes. But since it is the uh, highest mountain and it uh, is listed as the seventh highest of U.S. state high points, uh, this is an, an insanely popular uh, mountain to climb for a whole variety of uh, people. And it presents a lot of challenges that are common on any hike that people make when they uh, go to altitude. We're specifically going to talk about a trip that occurred uh, in July of uh, uh, 2022 when a very, uh, very different group of people met and uh, summited this mountain together. Kings Peak is high. There is no question about that. Uh, it is measured at... at uh, 13,528 feet, or 4,123 meters. Uh, this is an altitude which a lot of people in the United States are not acc- accustomed to. Um, most of the people who live in states where uh, getting up into 1,000 feet might be tall. And so they take this trek and know that they're uh, going up to altitude but have never uh, been to altitude uh before. The other thing that King's Peak presents is its absolute length. There are different ways to summit King's Peak, but on the average, the uh, trek in and out to summit this mountain is about 28 miles. Just walking at 28 miles at sea level is a challenge to many people, but when you do that at altitude, then it becomes incredibly difficult. One of the most popular ways uh, to uh, climb this mountain starts you at about uh, 9,000 feet, and then you hike with a backpack to near to the base of the mountain, which is at about 10,500 feet. So that walk uh, into that base camp is about 8 miles, and uh, with a backpack on and an elevation gain at altitude, just that trek alone leaves people breathless and people will start to get uh, uh, symptoms of altitude sickness, usually just mild AMS, but that is uh, very, very common. Now, on the trip that occurred in August, uh, four different groups uh, met at uh, the lake that is usually uh, used as the starting point to climb, and this is called Dollar Lake. Dollar Lake is a beautiful lake, uh, and uh, prevents a, uh, presents a really beautiful vista of King's Peak and uh, the trek that you're going to take uh, to get there. As part of this group, there were uh, a group uh, had flown up from Florida 
consisted of a, a father who was a 45-year-old and a son who was 16 years old. Their goal was to climb all of the tallest mountains uh, in the United States, which in and of itself is a challenge considering uh, Mount Whitney and uh, Denali and Rainier are extremely challenging at all. Uh, they had chosen Kings Peak because of its relative ease and ability to get to it. The problem with this father and son duo was they had been living at, at sea level and flew into Salt Lake City and drove to altitude. And by the evening, they had gone from uh, sea level to uh, 10,500 feet. So the challenge that they faced was dealing with altitude illness. Now, it is true that they were familiar with altitude, but that abrupt change affected both of them. Fortunately, they camped out at that altitude, and that allowed them to um, compensate and to acclimatize uh, to that elevation. Uh, the next morning, they hiked with the larger group and uh, went to the base of the mountain and quickly climbed almost uh, 3,000 feet in the last uh, two hours. But as they got to the summit, both of them started to experience uh, severe headaches and nausea. Their symptoms were of uh, AMS rather than haste. Uh, they had good coordination, but they realized that they were in a uh, problem and uh, quickly descended ahead of the rest of the group to get back down to uh, a lower altitude. Since they had come alone, it, they just uh, uh, went ahead and uh, were able to make it back down uh, to the campsite, which was 3,000 feet lower, where they camped a second night, and their symptoms uh, resolved rather quickly. Well, let's talk about the differences uh, in age in this group. There were uh, 12 people in the party. The oldest was 69, and the, the youngest was uh, uh, 17. And uh, that uh, age difference uh, presents a disparity that needs to be looked at on a trip uh, of any kind of this magnitude. Now, it's interesting that people that are older tend not to get altitude illness as much because of the, the brains tend to shrink, whereas younger people tend to. The 69-year-old developed symptoms of altitude illness when uh, he got to the base camp, and that consisted of uh, just uh, normal nausea and uh, uh, not feeling too well without any of the symptoms of uh, poor coordination. And he was able to sleep that night, and those symptoms resolved. But the, uh, the fact, though, that a 69-year-old may not have as, as much stamina presents the problem and may lag behind. And this actually was the case uh, that was reported, that, that he remained uh, slower than the rest of the group, even when hiking on the more level ground, so it was felt that a, one of the younger young adults should stay back and hike with him. Although the 69-year-old did summit, it was about a half an hour after the rest of the group. And uh, so this presents the problem of splitting up groups when you go on hikes like that. And if there was a problem, then uh, at least somebody younger uh, was there. The flip side of that was the youngest person, who was a 17-year-old, uh, very healthy and uh, a fast runner in the high school program uh, was leading the charge and uh, summited the mountain ahead of everybody else. And that presents the problem 
of uh, not having someone with them as they're hiking. Now, the issue on a lot of mountains is that when you get to the summit, there's a lot of bouldering, and there's a lot of um, cliffs, and there's ridgelines. So uh, getting at a view of a person who is hiking faster presents its own challenges, trying to keep up and making sure that uh, they're in sight. Now, hiking King's Peak uh, is like any other peak. The trails near the, the tops of these mountains becomes vague or gone altogether. Staying on the ridgeline is a generally a good way to go unless there is a sharp or abrupt drop, which is the case on King's Peak. The west uh, slope off King's Peak is very uh, sudden and uh, presents that challenge. So having such a wide age diversity uh, presents two challenges, one uh, someone lagging and one leading, one having less stamina and one having almost too much stamina. Another problem that is faced in a, in a challenge of a group like this is poor equipment. A lot of younger people, and which was the case on the, this particular trip, don't have the money to buy proper equipment. Uh, and to hike a mountain like this, you need a lot of things, like a, everything from a backpack and the ability to cook or to buy, to buy appropriate food, need enough sugar, but primarily shoes. A lot of hikers that are young uh, will take whatever shoes they have and, and whatever shoes they can afford. And in this case, the younger people, there were uh, the 17-year-olds, and then there were uh, a 20- and a 21-year-old, all of whom did not have uh, very good hiking shoes. And in fact, one of the uh, younger people on the trip wore sandals, insisting that that was uh, uh, the best shoes for them to hike in. What happened with that uh, uh, kid was as they climbed up a scree field and then got to the saddle uh, just before they summited, had started to wear uh, blisters in the top and in the back of his right foot. So now this presents a problem for the rest of the group is someone developing uh, blisters and uh, rubbing away skin. So that problem needed to be addressed at that point. Fortunately, one of the members of the group had some uh, blister care and was able to address that. And otherwise, it may have uh, presented a problem where they would not have been able uh, to get down. So shoes uh, are a, a real problem. Now, um, uh, if you don't have the right shoes, I guess it's a, a, a real problem and, and can present those challenges. So before a group of this size gets together, that problem needs to be addressed, that shoes uh, should be appropriate. And then that becomes the challenge of, uh, uh, of money. Now, uh, the other problem that was encountered on this was um, uh, one of the members uh, who had been more experienced, began to develop uh, pain in the left great toe. And when it was examined, it turned out that the uh, nail had not been cut uh, appropriately back. All the nails hadn't been cut, but the, uh, the left great toe was sticking out longer. And so as that person particularly was coming down, that toe uh, nail was pushed and pounded by the front of the shoe, even though the shoe was appropriate. And so that toe began to develop a, a blister, a, 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 well, a hematoma under it, that is blood. And so what is called a subungual hematoma developed. And now that person started to experience pain. That is a reminder that before going on any hike, especially when you go on a hike of this uh, magnitude, that 
toenails are clipped uh, so that the toenails uh, don't lift off and create a problem. Now, they were able to trim that toenail, but it was painful uh, nonetheless because the toenail had started to lift off. But that man was able to get down off the mountain. Another general problem that occurred on this trip was uh, just the sheer altitude. Now, we, we mentioned earlier uh, uh, getting a general altitude illness, uh, you know, getting signs of AMS, nausea, and not feeling well. But the problem with a mountain that, uh, that is approaching 14,000 feet is truly a lack of oxygen pressure. Most people are not uh, used to that. Now, not talking about altitude illness here, specifically talking about altitude. When people get to that altitude and are climbing, the ability for the body to produce uh, uh, ATP is uh, dependent upon sugars and it's dependent upon oxygen. Now, you should be eating uh, when you go on any trek, uh, depending upon your size in the trek, a certain amount of calories and sugar to maintain the ability uh, to climb. But when you get to an altitude of, of this magnitude, it's hard to get the oxygen, no matter what. Of course, getting if you're at 13,600 feet, which King's Peak is, it isn't necessary to take oxygen. However, it is worth noting that the ability to climb at that altitude drops. And uh, so that needs to be taken into account And uh, when you climb a mountain of this size. The other problem that was encountered on this trip is uh, as they get into uh, late July and early August in mountains, uh, thunderstorms uh, begin to appear. Now, this was a, a problem that they were aware of and knew that might uh, occur, but they come on so suddenly. So it is always advised if you're going to summit mountains of this magnitude, especially that late in the year, that you uh, summit early on. Summit occurred on this mountain right at about noon. And at that time, uh, thunderstorms were starting to appear. Now, at a mountain uh, the side, uh, size and height that is exposed, that presents the challenge of water making the rocks, rocks slippery, visibility, because at nearly 14,000, uh, that's a very common elevation for thunderstorms, uh, clouds to develop, which makes visibility very difficult. And it also makes uh, lightning a, a, a very real possibility. On this trip, they were able to summit before any thunderstorms occurred, but on the way down, they were subjected to hail. Now, hail and uh, water drop the temperature considerably. So when summiting, uh, the, the coats and the clothes come off to uh, shirts and things to make it uh, easier to climb uh, and to get to the summit, but then immediately uh, the temperature drops, lightning and visibility become a problem, and hypothermia can become a problem, which uh, just a few minutes before hyperthermia became a problem. So layering is an issue. Now, some of the people in there were not uh, equipped to handle uh, hail. Uh, they had some light coats, but the temperature dropped so rapidly that some of them began to shiver uh, on the way down. And so this becomes its own uh, set of problems. And preparation for that is essential. So the time of year becomes a problem as well as the time of day becomes a problem when you summit these large mountains. 
Another interesting problem that was reported from this trip were the amount of mosquitoes that uh, uh, were encountered. Now, it was known that, uh, uh, that they would see mosquitoes at the campsite by the lakes, but the quantity was much bigger, and some of the people were not entirely prepared for this. Now, mosquitoes uh, carry a lot of disease, and Kings Peak in the state of Utah in the United States does not carry a lot of those diseases, but, but they can. For example, West Nile virus. Plus, they also present just a problem as a mosquito bites, the reaction that humans have to those uh, various compounds that are injected can create itching. And itching can cause uh, a, you know, a defocus from the hike and its own set of uh, issues. So uh, one thing at altitude uh, that these people generally handled, but some did not, and that was the amount of bugs and mosquitoes. Another problem that they had was the rapid decline in temperature when they got to altitude and camped. So it is well known that at altitude, the insulative layer of the air goes, and so when the sun goes down, there is no way to create radiative heat, and so people get cold rather quickly. Some of the people on this uh, trip were not well prepared for that. They didn't have uh, the jackets, and they didn't have warmth at night, so the uh, other people had to help them make sure that they stayed warm at night. And that is something that is really common when you go to altitude, something to be aware of. The other issue that they uh, thought that they might encounter, but they absolutely did on this trip, uh, trip were um, animals. Uh, along the river, as they go, uh, you hike in and out of going to Kings Peak, are uh, a lot of uh, wild animals, including uh, mountain lions and moose, bear, and other things. On this particular trip, they all encountered bull moose, very large bull moose that were on the trail. And while a beautiful sight, this is something that they needed to be careful of. And here, here was the problem. Some of the younger people thought it was just cool to see uh, moose and started to approach them to take pictures. And the older people had to explain to them, no, don't do that because that may upset them. So education before going into a place like this becomes important and being aware that you, that you could see uh, these animals, uh, particularly moose, which uh, are uh, very large and tend not to be afraid, and they don't stalk, so they don't hide. So education with people and making sure that you know that animals are a possibility, to, and in this case, uh, were right on the trail. And finally, the, the, one of the big problems they had is something we, I mentioned just a minute ago was uh, eating the right amount of food. And um, so it's recommended that people eat 30 to 60 grams, that's about 120 to 240 calories of carbohydrates per hour uh, when hiking and uh, uh, getting into uh, altitude especially as you go up, uh, the body's ability to assimilate and uh, uh, use that sugar becomes diminished. So it's important before you go and after you go to make sure you're getting that. So eating uh, ahead of time uh, becomes very, very important. Uh, and sometimes it's very difficult when hiking to carry that amount or, uh, of uh, carbohydrates simply because of the weight. So eating before you go, making sure that you are loaded before is important, and then eating things such as uh, energy gels or taking uh, things loaded uh, that are light but are loaded in sugar becomes important. It's also important to try and drink electrolytes. Now, a lot of the people on here didn't take enough, uh, even enough water. But if you don't get enough electrolytes, then that becomes a problem in, the, in and of itself. 
On the way down, three of these 12 people experienced severe cramping in their legs. Now, this is an issue uh, that usually is resolved by eating salt. So making sure that you're getting electrolytes and eating enough salt uh, before you go, specifically sodium. Um, Some people think it's uh, potassium, which uh, is not right. This is sodium. So to avoid cramping, it's important to drink the fluids, but to make sure that there's enough sodium and electrolytes in it. Now, what these three people did to solve that was to eat potato chips. And uh, one of the climbers uh, up there with them had a large bag of potato chips, and they started eating those, and that helped considerably uh, to get rid of the cramping in their legs. Um, so uh, when you're done with a, a, a hike like this, there, uh, there is about a 30 to 45-minute window where uh, you should um, start eating and drinking. The body is really receptive to replenishing and repairing muscle tissue. So uh, the rule of thumb is a 4 to 1 ratio of carbs to proteins is ideal uh, in that period. So at camp, uh, they had brought, which was a good thing, uh, fluids which would give them that right amount of liquid because once they got to camp to get out, they still had uh, an uh, eight-mile hike uh, to get out back uh, to the cars, which they did on that, uh, on that same day that they summited. So it's called the King of Peaks uh, in uh, this uh, western United States of America because it's an insanely popular hike and a lot of people go of all ages and all experiences. This podcast reviewed some of those problems and remember always to prepare before you go on these and know the problems that may occur on those things. Again, you can go to wildmedu.org and look at the site and learn uh, the many ways to prepare and to treat injuries uh, on a hike such as this. Uh, This ends the uh, podcast on the King of Peaks, and as always, we thank you for listening.